Welcome to the opening whistle of the weekly recess. I'm Mitchell Lee alongside Connor Vandermark. Tommy Grant may be joining us later, having some technical difficulties right now. So for the time being, it's a two-man show. Connor, how are you doing today? I, wrong, incorrect. Where's the buzzer when you need doing it? Well. No, you no. can definitely complain. Can't, play, can't complain. Whether you're a fan of the Jets, or... whether you're a so. fan of the Giants, uh, not not the Bills, not the Bills. Although, you know, maybe next week. <laughs> who knows? Yes, uh, we can definitely do some complaining, and we will do some of that here later. But I the don't think that's team. where the true we should there. start. I kind of feel bad because. Week three had a big, big score, and Tommy's not here to talk about it. Dolphins hung 70 on the Broncos, and I feel like that's where we should start. <laughs> Maybe some people would start somewhere else, would go with some of the upsets, some teams pulling out even, you know, I don't want to say more lopsided wins, because when you put up 70 and you win by 50, that's the most lopsided game. But there were a lot of routes in week three. Dolphins putting up 70 is definitely the one that catches my attention. The Dolphins always seem to be just dominant in Miami, at least in the two of Mike McDaniel era, when it's still kind of hot in Miami and you get those uh, those thermometers out on the uh, on the field and it's always like 115 degrees and the other teams just cramping up and having a real hard time. And the Dolphins are just like, I'd be practicing this every day. And the Dolphins always seem to be at their best then. So let me ask you the question that I don't think is being asked enough. Is this sustainable? Obviously not scoring 70 a game. That's not sustainable at all. But just the, the pace that they're on. There was one stat that really piqued my interest that's been going around different social media sites is how explosive they are. Because they're, I remember correctly, the out of the yeah. top highest uh, speeds that players had in a game, four of the top five. Yeah, he, he Miami, changed Miami his Dolphins. pronunciation. It was Tyreek Hill that had one in week one. There was uh Devon Achan uh about that I think that's the new pronunciation he wants to go with. Yeah, Achan. Um he had one this week, which is nice to see him get actually. He's get always had the juice. He's he like Deshaun Jackson. Mostert was another one, which is weird to see a older running back to still put that up. And there's another one that was just like the most like I don't yeah, want to say middle good, finger uh, to Jets fans. But at the end of the game, there was a bomb from Mike White to whatever Robbie Anderson is calling himself this week. And he hit one of the top speeds. And he was cut by the Dolphins, put on the practice squad, and only called up because Jalen Waddell was still in the concussion protocol. And he caught it like a 75-yard touchdown because the Broncos were just getting absolutely demolished. And you can't even put this on Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think this comes down to roster construction, which the GM, George Patton, I think, is it George Patton? No. Is that the, does he have the same name as the general? Because I feel like that's his name. That's, yeah, it's George, it's George Patton. That's his name. Yeah. I, I, I thought I'd, well, it's, it's also the general manager of the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'm not, not sure. looking up to your namesake, think... buddy. No, no, the general definitely is George Patton. So, hold on. So, <laughs> so fun fact is that why, you know, like, back way back why? when, back when AIM existed, <laughs> my AIM handle was Jen Patton '89 because I was a history nerd, man. I was, I was. But deep, I don't really think you can blame Ross. deep in the weeds on that. Like, the been, it stuff, hasn't been man. incredible. I just, no, I just thought you were When you up. give up 70, you didn't lose because of the offense. Because asking any offense to keep no, up with can't. that is just impossible. And the Dolphins are out here running track meets on people. 
It's not even football anymore. It's just get the ball and go. And the funny thing, I think the funny thing too is that with the Broncos, they've always been considered as a staunch defensive team too. Like at least in the past, let's say three years, they've always been a go-to of like, you know, keeping the the scores low scoring. Especially last year, where like majority of the games they held opponents below twenty-seven points, and the offense wasn't clicking. And it's weird to see them get their complete doors blown the off the hinges. Dolphins also known for being more of a uh, passing the team. Were just so explosive with that they just Tua, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle. Uh, they ran for 350 yards and five touchdowns. They threw for 376 yards and five touchdowns. Those, those are absurd. Because I, I remember when Urban Meyer said for the Jaguars, when he was the head coach there for a cup of coffee, he said that he wanted to run for and throw for 250 yards in each game. And everyone just looked at him like, that's not something that's going to happen. No, you're not. You can you can throw for that fine, but you're not running for that. The Dolphins didn't do that at two fifty; they did it at three fifty on both rushing and passing with five touchdowns. They averaged eight yards a carry. I just can't. It's it's the best offense, or maybe the worst defense. Pick your poison that I've ever seen because it's the most points that have been put up by an NFL team in a game in my lifetime, 70 to 20. And they could have gone for the record for most points scored in a game, but they just decided, nah, why kick the field goal, man? How many times can you get, are you going to get to say we scored the most points ever in a game? It's not like, it's not like you're putting anybody at risk as far as like, Oh, you're giving people more carries. They try to break like yeah. a rushing record or something, they might get hurt. No, you're just kicking a field goal. Yeah, and the backups are rolling. Yeah. God, I miss Mike and White. Plus, like, you already have your backups in. It's not like, no, Mike White's already tearing him up. And they're rolling over him, too. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I, I miss him, too. I definitely do. We'll get to that later with the uh, the new signing with the Jets, too. Um, but like, like I, I think, I think it was a mix of like the Broncos just being just like, like momentum wise too. Like your morale of your team, once, once you put lit up, what, yeah, usually, you know, the way that it is with a lot of these games, you know, the especially the way Kansas city did it, stomped around, you score a lot like, in the first, you take your foot off the gas or the. <laughs> yeah, I but think the Tommy, point that um, I'm, I'm, I'm making with Miami is, yeah, they just on. they were never allowed nice to, get his to slow up. down. 14 points in the first, 21 in the second, 14 in the third, 21 in the fourth. It was consistent. 14 in the odd number quarters, 21 in the even number quarters. It was it was clean. I never. I never see that before a box score. It's I, I literally I was looking at the ESPN like all the pages and uh, the box scores and I saw them like 14, 21, 14, 21. I'm like, what is it's this? It's not just a like, bunch of pixels and dots. And then you have uh Hey, I'm oh back. hey, we can see you look. this time. We're talking Tommy. about your Miami Dolphins. Oh my beautiful face. Yeah, yeah. For, what we a week they, they scored more points than the Jets will this season. Instant reaction is I didn't even get to watch the game. I was busy with my daughter, and I was very disappointed. But I looked at my phone and went, "Holy shit, that can't be the right score!" And I did some further research and saw it was, and saw the highlights, and just sat there in amazement. Touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and I was like, "The Dolphins are here. This might be their year." And I am. Well, what I was bringing up to Connor is this seems to be what happens, at least in the two of Mike McDaniel era, when the weather is hot and they have that that big thermometer on the field saying it's 115 degrees out here. 
at, at field level. The Dolphins and, and the opponents are cramping up. The Dolphins are just rolling. But when the weather starts to get a little bit colder, and I know it's not going to get like, you know, it's not the frozen tundra down there in Miami, but where you don't have as much of a like distinct advantage of it being that hot. Miami always tends to play better when it's really hot, and that's when they're the best, at least last year. I wonder if they can ride the momentum out into the playoffs better than they did last year. I know a lot of that has to do with just Tua staying healthy. It's it's purely Tua. I mean, again, there's that chance. He could go down in a week or two, and we might just be riding the high of Tua being amazing. But after that last game, I mean, the Broncos, I mean, there's that one image of just all the Broncos defensemen just on the ground. And I thought that was the funniest thing. And there's no chance. They just got rolled over, literally, by the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm not going to... The Bills, the Bills, I think, the Bills, I think, have a chance. I, I think they'll put up a fight against Miami, but the Broncos. Oh, I think the Bills, and I'll get to the Bills here in a second. I think the Bills, the Bills are favored by two and a half. It's in Buffalo, and I think Buffalo does win that game. And I think it's any team that scores over six. It's only happened like five or six times, but they've all lost against the spread the next week, and. Mm. The Dolphins are two and a half point underdogs, so that that might be a uh... yeah. I, I did that. I did look that up too. That there have been only three games in NFL history where they've hit seventy points. Yeah, and Miami's tied for that. Second and both of those place. games were in like the fifties. I don't remember. Yes, they they were very old games. So I was I was impressed. That's another another record. That Miami almost. Almost clinched, but they just needed three more points. Let's talk about those Bills. There's a lot of routes in week three to get to. And the Bills taking down the Commanders, handing them their first loss, 37-3 to in Washington, is certainly one of them. Josh Allen's definitely seeming to be back on track after just a charitable gift of a win presented to the New York Jets. I guess he felt bad that Rodgers got hurt because he seriously just stunk (laughs) up the joint in that game. But since then, he's been Josh Allen that we've grown to love watching the last three, four years of football. And the Bills, when Josh Allen is playing like that, and they're running the ball a lot better than they ever have with Josh Allen. James Cook is top five in rushing yards. The Bills have never had anything like that with Josh Allen there. Usually they're at the very bottom if Josh Allen isn't leading the team and rushing himself. So I would not be taking the Bills lightly if I was in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely not. I Again, I don't know all the fancy stats and everything, but the Bills have definitely been putting up a good fight this year. And they, they were great last year, so I'm – they're always kind of that that oddball team. They're either really good or they're just really bad. And I think the past well, it depends years on what version good. of Josh Allen comes out. Because sometimes yeah. Josh Allen yeah, just so decides, far... I can throw the ball over them, their mountains, so I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter if there's 16 defenders there <laughs> and none of my receivers. I've got a big arm. I'm going to use it. Don't do that and we'll be fine. Yeah, they definitely ran all over Washington. Like 168 combined yards. No, they. It's nice to have J- James Cook is. Yes, the he is, deal. which means he is. It's, not it's in the bloodline, obviously, like for Dalvin him. Is. No, being with he's the younger brother of Dalvin, remember correctly. Um. Yes. Yes. Um. Like even like like Allen's line doesn't look pretty, but he played a good game. Like. Like he he made he made the right throws. He he saw the right options, made the proper audibles, and like he did what he had to do. And he didn't have to do much because like well, they're still two and one. That's that's been a team that I am I had higher hopes for them personally. Oh. Oh. I understand that, but their offense is like 
as a fantasy owner right now who owns Jahan Dotson, I expected I expected much more from this team. Like Brian Robinson, I love the guy. He's been playing fantastic. And but to me, he's their only real threat right now because your big play players, you know, Terry McLaurin and no. Dotson and even Gibson who does have who should have the explosiveness that you expect. Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. You're not seeing that from them. And um, who who were the quarterbacks last year for Commanders? It was Heineke and who was the other one? That's right, it was Wentz. Um, And it was one of the old guys. Um, Like, the big difference that I've seen between Howell and the other two is that which is affecting weird because Howell uh, can Gary Terry and John Dotson is that I really liked Howell coming out of UNC. I thought I think that everyone only... was comparing him to Baker, and I thought I, I think he's more yeah. like and if he got into the right system, I, he could be like a lesser version of Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, that's perfectly fine, and like, and that's what you. I, mean, I would take that in a heartbeat for this team. It's just that I'm not seeing that right now. And I, I, my question is: Is it a him thing or a coordinator thing? And no, like I think compared to the uh, yeah, compared to the you know Heineke and Wentz, like he's only thrown like I was I think. Well, four balls, I'll tell you what the balls, issue I mean, is. Four or six balls that we can't throw it deep if they're not giving you time to throw. And this man was sacked That's nine it. times. Like, so, and I think that that's also taking away some of that. Where that is very Howell true. can throw, he does that, have a good deep ball. He can throw a good deep ball, but you can't throw a good deep ball if you're on the ground. At least that you maybe you could, but it won't matter because you're on the ground and plays over. But I, I, I'm I, curious to see what happens with Howell moving forward. I do like him, and I hope they give him the whole season yeah. to learn. But I also hope they can keep him healthy and upright because taking nine sacks a game, you're going to get him killed. No. Like you get the Eagles next week, which is not a great matchup for them. I know they've been weak in secondary, but like they're he, he's going to get pass rush pretty well because their front four is strong as hell. And then at least the the you have the Bears next, which is fine. Like no, that's a good matchup. The Falcons D has been good, which has definitely been one of my shockers this year. And then you get the Giants, so you have there's at least a window for him. To at least recorrect before he faces the Eagles and Patriots. All right. So that three Another weeks, big blowout. He can like Chiefs forty one, Bears shift, ten, but... and this was this was a bigger blowout than the score indicates because the Bears scored all ten points in the fourth quarter. Uh, my whole Justin Fields is just Zach Wilson with XP. It just keeps aging better by the day because this man, and I truly believe this, Zach Wilson is playing better than Justin Fields right now. I I truly believe that. Justin Fields cannot read a defense and just walks into sacks. Zach Wilson does the exact same thing, but Zach Wilson, the best thing that he did against New England was he played a turnover-free brand of football. I feel like he's terrified to not to to turn the ball over where he can't make a decision justin fields just plain can't read a defense at all and chicago is probably going to move off of basically everybody in that building after this season and they're gonna have a really good chance to get caleb williams because they not only have their pick but they have the panthers pick and the panthers are 0 three as well I would say poor, poor DJ Moore, man. He's everywhere DJ he's Moore gone. Curse. You know it's bad when the Bears can't your get best after quarterback right. might have been Sam Darnold. Yeah, I've been bad for him. The the corpse of Cam Newton, maybe. Teddy Brid, no Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> when Teddy Bridgewater was there, they aired it out a bit with him and 
whatever the <laughs> hell Robbie Anderson was calling himself when he was in Carolina for that year and a half or so. But that's the best he got. And, you know, I'm sad that he couldn't go somewhere better. The Chiefs, I- I'm not going to do the whole, let's talk about Taylor Swift the whole time during this. Or, or, or make it. Oh, make, come on. Make Why not? Puns. That was the highlight of the um, game. It, you, you know, Are it, there no Swift I am a big Taylor there? Swift fan, but the thing is, I'm just tired <laughs> of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. It's 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 the same like I'm tired of well, seeing Deion Sanders everywhere I go with college football. I'm tired of t- seeing hey, Taylor Swift I everywhere I go, you, and I love them Tay-tay both. Is here but to stay. I just need a break from you both. Tay Tay is here to stay, and you got to. Oh get no, used I've been to used to Taylor Swift for 16 years now, <laughs> and I, I've yeah. I've uh, grown and adjusted to her different her different forms, and this will not be her final form, but. Uh, Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs, man. Uh, this game didn't really teach me I, I much think about I've them. I've seen more news. I've seen more news about Taylor Swift being at this game than the fact that the Chiefs had a major blowout at this game. Like, well, because the Bear, the Bears had such a legendarily awful week that this is kind of what yeah. everyone expected to happen. The fact that it wasn't like Chiefs minus twenty two and a half. Which they would have covered comfortably is is more the story here. I'm not taking away that the Chiefs are, yeah, I, I, you know, Mahomes. Yeah. You know, we, we, we know, we know. It's just the Bears are just so bad that any team that plays against them, like the Cardinals, they, you get the sense that they're trying. They want to win. Other bad teams, the Panthers, the Vikings. They want to win. The Broncos, they'll have some big plays. They won't play defense, but their offense will have some big play. Marvin Mims, when Sean Payton lets him play the four plays that he gets, they'll have two big touchdowns, and then Sean Payton will inexplicably sit him down. But the Bears are the one team where it just feels like it's not even October, and the season is like not even like hypothetically. It is done. And everyone has lost their jobs. Like, say what you will about the Jets when things went downhill after the Rodgers injury. The defense is still playing. Jets' defense is still playing. Garrett Wilson's still trying to make plays. Their their defense is still playing good, but do you think next weekend they can handle the Taylor Swift effect? The the Taylor Swift effect? Because Is Taylor Swift taking taking the field? That is what the Taylor Swift... Can Taylor that Swift play quarterback? That's my question. Mitchell, Can Taylor Swift Mitchell, play quarterback? They are calling it the Taylor Swift effect. Listen, listen. There have been reports that there's a 400% spike in Kelchi's jersey sales. The podcast that he's on is now number it was one. already number one. The amount of steep. Well, it's even <laughs> it's higher it's now. Number negative three. There's been a three time. There's been a three. Mitchell, there has been a three time increase in Chiefs ticket searches on StubHub. People are going just in the hopes to see Taylor that's Swift. That's idiotic. This is going yeah, let me to go to a boots. Chiefs game so I can maybe well, see Taylor Swift. That's Swift, that is Swift Nation for you. God. That's Swift Nation. I mean, I love, I love People Taylor can't Swift, handle but Swift. if you do that, you are a loser. Hey, And this is coming from Taylor somebody who's podcast. going to see her concert tour movie thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see that. Yeah. You, as a Jets fan, are going to support Taylor Swift, whose team is going to destroy yours probably. This hasn't – Taylor – no, it's not her team. She she has no ownership <laughs> stake. She's not playing in the game. It, it no, is her not. team now. Unofficially, well, actually, it is her she's team now. Argue with any argue with No, any she's Taylor going with Swift Travis Kelsey to get to Jason Kelsey, who's on the Eagles, which is the actual team she likes. Ooh, hot take. Taylor Swift's playing the long game here. She's always got schemes <laughs> going. So are, are we anticipating that drama to happen this season? Could that be the drama that defeats the NFL this year? Is the Kel- the Kelsey brother love triangle? No, no, no. Swift? It's not Travis. No, it's just it's just a matter of when <laughs> she switches up midseason and is like, all right, Joe Burrow's healthy. Let's do that now. So. <laughs> all right. It's impressive. Yes, it's you have impressive. to say though, the following of her is is insane. 
because the fact that like the amount of stuff like I mean, this recently with her um there was like some puzzle thing she was doing and like yeah. she got like a hundred and fifty thousand people to sign up to vote for this upcoming can she use her power after this game of that, course that i understand is, she wants like, kelsey and the chiefs to win but after this insane. game she is going like, to watch zach wilson play and, and just be like i need to no, I need to get the Jets a new quarterback. Let's let's get the Swifties I, on it. I think that Taylor the, she's gonna hold tryouts will now be part No, this will become a part of the NFL draft. Whatever team gets Tay Tay on their side is gonna boost sales. It's gonna be revenue for them. Whoever has Taylor on their side is gonna get a nice big cash and flow because everybody's gonna be on those jerseys. Everybody's gonna be well, it's already tickets. happened, it's the Chiefs. And yeah, the Chiefs definitely needed it's, more good yeah. things. They, they, they didn't have enough. Well, it's gonna get passed. It's gonna get passed around. There's gonna be, be a big battle. People are gonna want Tay Tay on their side because they've already seen what the Taylor Swift effect can have for the Chiefs. Well, it's a matter of well, time. Uh, it's a matter speaking of, time. of uh, people uh, with massive <laughs> followings that maybe aren't definitely aren't as good. Uh, Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. With a big win over over the Tennessee Titans, twenty seven to three. Uh, yeah, the the, the anti Taylor Swift, I guess. Oh God. Um, <laughs> defense was great made. for the Browns once again, who just continue to put the clamps on every single team they play. <laughs> it might be a long night for Lamar and the Ravens next week, but this was the first time since he took on took uh the field in Cleveland. Despite that one horrible, horrible, horrible play where he was getting sacked and then he just threw it nine yards behind him to Elijah Moore, who was not expecting Deshaun Watson to do something that's stupid. Watson looked like an NFL quarterback and, and a good one at that. Maybe not quite the guy that was in Houston, but he played well. And if the Browns are going to get that version of Deshaun Watson, they can go far in the playoffs. I mean, just looking at the stats alone, I mean, Tennessee didn't even break 100 yards. The Browns held them. So I – he could have a good season. He he had a good game. He had 289 yards just himself. They weren't ever able so. to get the ground game going the way that they usually do with Chubb. But with the way – again, you said it, Tennessee – didn't even crack a hundred. Wow, they didn't crack a hundred yards as a team. That's insane. Uh, yeah, they according to this, they only had ninety four combined yards between wow. passing and rushing. That's that's uh, sad. But the Browns have had a way of making teams, making every team look like the Jets offensively, and it's been really impressive. If I was a Browns <laughs> fan, I would be beating my chest hard because this is. This is going to be a team that no one wants to see in the playoffs. No one. No one wants to play that defense, and no one wants to, you know, what if we get Texans to Sean? Well, if you get Texans to Sean in that defense, you have a 0% chance of winning. It's not happening. And keep in mind, too, with Deshaun, like, yeah. The beginning, the, the end of last season was him actually shaking off rust and having played football in what a year and a half prior. So, like him actually playing with the team and you no know, getting acclimated with his weapons and actual gameplay is a big factor to it. And Amari Cooper is just being this steady. Almost steady. He wasn't steady last year, but like, he's been steady this year, which is a weird thing to see. You know, him putting up being. The de facto wide receiver one and putting up week after week, you know, 80 plus yards. And I think he had a touchdown every single game. Um, and he's just been just been great for them. And it's nice to see him actually have that production from them. And also not having Chubb with his injury that he had. You no, know, they didn't they didn't run the ball on Tennessee, which I'm not surprised about. But on the flip side, it definitely shows that they are a – they're not just so focused on running that they can't beat you in other ways. Yeah, no, And they put that with Titans because their I'm, run defense is one of the best in the league, and they still I'm solve that. I'm very intrigued by the Browns deep. I think they're a team that – like I mentioned the Dolphins, how maybe when the weather gets colder, I might not be as high on them. 
We'll see, of course. A lot depends on Tua, as we mentioned. Browns, I think, are just going to get better as the year goes on. The type of game that they play, and it sucks that Chubb got hurt, because if Nick Chubb was healthy, I really think the Browns would be like a team I'd pick to win the Super Bowl. With the way they've been playing defense, but without that, I, I think, I don't want to say they have a cap, because their offensive line is still really good that almost anybody could run through. I mean, the Titans have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. They might have the top run defense in the NFL through the first three weeks. That that run game will be interesting to watch, but I'm, I'm keeping my eye on Cleveland. They're not going away. Uh, Connor, what game caught your eye this weekend? Nope, not uh, at all. For week three. Uh, for this weekend, the one that I oh for week three. Uh, so the one that I saw <laughs> that was intriguing was the battle for Owen three. Owen three. That's a great name. Which is the Chargers and the Vikings, and because they, they were both last year. because they were both teams that had high hopes coming to the season. Uh, they both yeah both playoff teams. The Vikings were a big question mark because of the fact that they won so many one score games last year. Like, were they for real? And isn't like the Vikings were blown out out of the first two games either. Like the Eagle game, like they kept it quote unquote close, even though the Eagles did control that game and they lost the Bucks by three points. So like, it was more so the question like, is are they falling back to, to like were they regressing back to the mean of they're just a team where you flip a coin and you don't know what's going to happen. And last year was all heads, and now it's going all tails for them. Um, and the Chargers on the on the flip side was, you know, can they get their act going with, you know, sucks that Mike Williams is now out for us to see with the ACL tear. And, you know, Eckler was hurt. And Josh Kelly was Herbert's still in non factor this game. Quarterback in but the NFL. It didn't matter. And I think he, Herbert kept following Keenan Allen I and he just think kept that scoring. If you just but take Keenan away, because like, everyone wants to attribute, you know, quarterback yeah. wins. I think Herbert's better than Burrow. I, I really do. I think Herbert's just in a spot where he has to fight his defense sometimes and he has to fight his coach. He's never had a good coach. You can make a case that the same is true for Burrow, but if if you said, hey, Mitchell, you've got a game to win, you've got these two guys, I'm taking Herbert over Burrow. They're both fantastic, though. But I just... Herbert, just pinpoint downfield accuracy. I loved watching him play against Minnesota. Him and Keenan Allen had just... They, they could have... It was 18 receptions, 215 yards for Keenan Allen, and if they wanted to, they could have gone for 350. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Can Keenan Allen play for the Jets? We'll oh, take him. And Keenan Allen had a 49 We'll, we'll take him. Hey, starting too. quarterback Keenan <laughs> Allen. 100%. Tommy, anything from week three jump out at you? Yeah, seriously. Well, aside from my beautiful Dolphins, incredible win. I was I was actually watching the Pats Jets game because I was interested to see who was going to come out on top for that one. Because not to crap on the Jets, I'll, I'll be nice to them this week. But I'm not going to be the, Pat, the Pats and the Jets this season are kind of competing for last place in the AFC. East. They're not kind of competing for it. They are and competing was, for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I was I was actually kind of rooting for Jets, hoping they would take it and. They were holding on, but it, it just didn't go their way. So that that was kind of what I was watching we, this weekend. And that's also because that was one of the few games I was able to two, watch. I sat here and I said, Zach Wilson, not your fault. Offensive line had nothing going on. Defense couldn't get off the field. Week three, man, you got to do something. You have to do something. And, and, it, and it was kind of surprising, too, Why? because of how close the game was score-wise. 
I was simply surprised at the fact it was okay. such a close game score wise, but in terms of stats, I mean, the Pats dominated the Jets. I mean, there was nothing that the Jets came close to in this game. Well, the thing that the uh, the Pats did is they were able to win the field position battle. They were able. The Jets played a very bend don't break style of defense, especially in the uh, in the first three quarters. In the fourth quarter, the Jets kind of clamped down a bit. And they got the ball back yep. to Zach, and Zach proceeded to piss down his leg. But the Patriots' offense is just such a meh unit. And they had one big play, a broken coverage. But apart from that, they are able to run the ball for four or five yards a pop. Mac Jones, eh, whatever. He just wasn't abysmal. Like Zach Wilson was. And the Jets, the thing that really pisses yep. me off about the Jets, somehow even more than Zach Wilson, was the fact that they ran the ball 22 times for 38 yards. If you want Zach yeah. Wilson to have any, it was constantly second and 10, third and nine type situations. And yeah, Zach Wilson's not going to win that way. He's not going to. He's a bum. It is what it is, but he's a bum. He's a bum with some talent, but he's got no confidence, and he's certainly not going to make the play on third and nine because he's got it drilled into his head. Don't throw an interception, so he's going to hold on to the ball for as long as possible, and he's going to not trust his reads, and he's going to just throw it out of bounds, or he's going to take the check down on fourth and ten for two yards because he doesn't want to throw an interception and get booed out of the stadium. But because you do that and you pass up open receivers because you don't trust your reads, because you don't want to get booed out of the stadium, you get booed out of the stadium because you take a two-yard check down on fourth and ten. It's frustrating. <laughs> oh, we can hear. <laughs> Mitchell, off, off the top, I'm gonna go with off two? the top of your head, out of 14 yeah. third-down yeah. attempts, how many did yeah. they complete? They could, and and I bet that the average uh, distance was a little over eight it's, and a half it's yards. That bad. <laughs> that I'd I'd be shocked Man. if it wasn't. Yeah, like it. They were always in third and long because they couldn't run the ball at all. Because they always tried to run Not the ball good. into loaded boxes on first down. The Patriots know every team's gonna know. Hey, they're gonna run the ball on first down, and that's what they did. And they ran it badly. Yep. And they were set up behind the sticks. And uh, Trevor Simeon's going to come in. He's going to be on the practice squad. And he's better than Tim Boyle. So he will he will be QB2. And he doesn't have the physical abilities of Zach Wilson. But he has the mental capacity of any mental capacity. So he will be on the field at some point this year because Zach Wilson is going to drive the locker room insane. And if Robert Sala continues to be a Zach Wilson loyalist, then he's going to lose his job because he's going to lose this locker room. He's going to lose the season. He's going to lose the fans. And he's going to lose ownership. This is not the season that he was planning on. It was like, hey, yeah, we got we got so much of this team in he's a perfect in a position. We just need someone to come in. Great. We got him. We got no, Aaron Rodgers. And then it just all came apart so quickly. I really don't want to talk about this much more. <laughs> <laughs> we we all hear your pain, Mitchell. It's, we understand. It's so frustrating. Ah, uh, I hate it so much. I'll say this too. Like, it's kind of funny. There's always no, next but season. But this was supposed to be that next <laughs> season. Because, like. Yeah. But the thing is, when you're a head coach. And Saul is a defensive everything's coach. Everything's on you. You can't just be the supposed defensive to do. guy. I'm sorry. That does not. I, I understand that it's you have a preference. But if you're a defensive coach. Ultimately, that means you understand offenses really well to the point where you can neutralize 
and contain and stop. You understand offenses. So it's not a matter of, oh, he just knows defense, because you can't really just be one or the other. Which is why I was one of the main one people that was like, uh, Matt Patricia is offensive coordinator. I mean, I'm surprised we don't see more people kind of flip-flopping because, I mean, ultimately some guys might have better designs for one or the other. I mean, Matt Patricia is just a dumbass, so it didn't really work one way or the other. Because let's face it, Bill Belichick was the architect behind any Patriots defense. It wasn't Patricia. We're seeing that now. Uh, There were a few upsets that really caught my eye. Uh, Texans 37, Jaguars 27. CJ Stroud looks phenomenal. I said it last week. The only way we're going to be able to uh, really accurately scout Stroud in his rookie season is if he looks phenomenal. And, And so far he does. So the Texans look to have gotten it right. With him, I still think they're a bad team overall, and I think we need to pump the brakes on the Jaguars a little bit. I just don't know who else in the AFC South could possibly win that division. Although the Colts, if they keep running the ball the way they're running the ball and they play, you know, Gardner Minshew, that's the guy I wanted for the Jets. But now that Richardson's hurt and, you know, I think they're going to be a little less likely to trade him now. They go into Baltimore, they win. Baltimore's injured to hell and back, but the Colts are just an, a strange team to watch because you don't look at them and go, yeah, that's a real, like, oh, they don't really have too many weaknesses outside of the secondary. The secondary is not great, but if they can get pressure on the quarterback, and oftentimes they do, then... They can kind of neutralize that just a little bit. And their offense, their offensive line is solid enough. They can run the ball. And Michael Pittman's been one of the best receivers in the NFL so far this year. The fact that they, Jonathan Taylor, who is still holding out, and I believe just recently reported, like, I don't want to play for the Colts. And seeing Zach Moss step up, and he ran, he ran all over the Ravens. Like that whole game was popping up multiple times of Zach Moss breaking up ten yard, ten yard run, ten yard run, just one after another. And I couldn't believe how much that they just couldn't. Like I know the Ravens defense has injuries, but like he 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 looked good, and I was like, Zach Moss is no. He's not a highly talented, though, college running back at all. Like back, and even now, like he is. Remember, he is an older running back. He's, he came out the same year as uh, Taylor. Let's see, he's twenty five, so he's. I guess he's on the younger side. But like, but the thing is, like, and he's Zach, not the pedigree. Zach Moss was like a third like, round pick. GT is like he is a top tier. Yeah. Like, no. He just no, wasn't really ever rounds. given the reins. They went from Singletary Third just kind of straight to Buffalo. Cook. I have it up here. Um, but it's it's been great to see him just take it and run, and I, he's been impressing me definitely. Um, the Jaguars, that that I'm he shocked hasn't how. Had... As many issues, I I never bought into the Trevor Lawrence is a top five quarterback right now thing that a lot of people are trying to push, but he he's not been the problem. He's just not the elite level guy right now that a lot of people have already put him as. They're just bad in the trenches, man. They're bad on the offensive line, and they get no pressure on quarterbacks, which is odd, considering that they have Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. But they just and the, and the receiver, the Cal, Calvin really had a really bad game. Kirk's had a mess start to the season, and the receivers are. Tri- the re- yep, they're dropping balls, and like it's 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 overall like everything is kind of sputtering for them, and 
things don't get easier with a good Falcons team and a Bills team followed up by them. And even the Colts, like the Colts looking good. And it's it's not going to be easy their next, what, six games? Falcons, it's Bills, winnable games, Colts, but home, it could also get away Saints, from you. At to the Steelers, point where after that stretch, you could very well be talking about easy. the AFC South being up in the air. And that's not something Jacksonville really expected this year. Yeah. They kind of thought, all right, maybe we can make a run at the one seed. Maybe we're not as good as the Chiefs or the Bills or the Bengals, but our division is certainly weaker. If we just take care of our lesser competition, maybe we can be a one seed, a two seed, and see what we can do with this. But at this rate, and I do still think the Jaguars win the AFC South. That's still comfortably my pick. But... You've got to be a little bit concerned with just the lack of toughness the team has shown so far. I, I'd I'd say more but like nine eight South with like a you know I, I don't think they have a losing or, record and win it like they did last year. Record eight or uh, eight then, nine. Yeah, they already lost a home game to Houston. The schedule's not that easy. Like, they have their own in-conference, but, like, they're lost. Like, yeah, and any any That was supposed to be the easiest in, game in on their right schedule. Home to the battles. Titans. Like, the Titans, they can't they, they gotta run the ball on the and Titans. They got absolutely creamed. They lost by 20. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was a rough one. Yeah, but this this is a rough year. To, this is a rough year yeah, to go no through the, the, in that the uh, so, spe- so speaking of AFC, AFC North, them, Mitchell Steelers, and Connor, Bengals, who do you think is going to come out top on that? Because Steelers, Raven, Browns are all having fairly good. I'm taking Cleveland. So I'm still on Cleveland. Cincinnati, I just yeah. Bur- Burrow still looked bad. I know they beat the Rams, but he did not play well in that game. That was just a thoroughly unimpressive win. No. And the Ravens. Everyone's hurt all the time. Everyone's hurt all the time. I don't believe in the receiving core except for Andrews and F- Flowers is good, but I, I I still need to see them push the push the ball more. They didn't do that as much against the Colts. And okay, yeah, the the Browns just with the way they've been playing defense. If they could just get the level of play they got against the, the Titans the from team. Watson, they don't need him to be Superman like he was in Houston. They can just get decent quarterback or good quarterback. The Browns are going to be a team that could get to the Super Bowl. So, so are we all on a uh, team Browns right Unfortunately. now? Unfortunately, <laughs> although I will, I will add. I had put Kenny Pickett like yeah. in the shit box. Uh, also, I got to take him out of it because. He started the year against the Browns and the 49ers. And those might be the two best defenses in the league. So then he gets the Raiders, and he plays really well. So I want to see what he's going to do against an average defense. Because the Raiders aren't a particularly good defense. They've got the Texans next week, and then the Ravens. I'm curious to see how he does over the next two games because he started off terribly, but he kind of got things back up against the Raiders. That's definitely interesting. I know. I, I, I kept trying to bring that up. I, I was, so, I was waiting I, every time I would try to bring that up. It was always Tommy who would come around. He'd be like, well, if Taylor Swift is playing quarterback for the chiefs, and I'm like, she's, right. she's not going to be don't, playing quarterback. For the chiefs. Don't insult Tay Tay. Well, don't insult Tay Tay. It's not, it's not her fault. Honestly, I would. I would talk about the Cardinals of Red Bay because they Josh Dobbs looked good. And he like overall that team, they ran all over the Cowboys. Like Josh Connor was going 
slicing him up left and right. Josh Dobbs was making good passes and also reading your defense well. And that was like, not the same. I'm not Cowboys surprised the defense. Cowboys didn't put a spy on him. You cannot tell me that's the like, same Cowboys defense like I saw in the last yards. two weeks. This was a team that bought into their own hype and thought they could kind of loaf it in a game because they were playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to play hard. Who knows why they're playing hard? But they're on the field, so they're going to play for their coach. They're going to play for themselves. They're going to play for the fans. They're going to give an effort. They've given an effort in every game they've been in. So kudos to the Arizona Cardinals, who have by far the least talent in the NFL. But, again, the least talent, but they were they were effective with what they had because if you look Chicago. at the stats, Cowboys, Cowboys have more. I was saying Cardinals Chicago. Infinitely more talent, especially on yeah. the offensive end, than Arizona. But Arizona's making something happen. Whereas Chicago is just clearly completely uninterested in the game of football, it seems, half the time. And Josh Dobbs <laughs> being decisive, making making good choices on when to run the ball, as opposed to just running with it like Justin Fields, because he has no idea what he's doing out there. And then to tie in with that, I heard a funny uh, funny story came to my timeline where... I saw that. <laughs> there were no Josh Dobbs uh, really? jerseys in the Arizona Cardinals like game store. I was, I was like, <laughs> that kind of puts like an exclamation point. I'm like, no one expected this to happen. And he's like, every, in every game he's been playing I wonder well. what this team is going to um, look like when Kyler like comes back. Six because carries the way that they've been playing yards makes me Josh think... Dobbs? I thought that, you know, if we get to like week eight and the Cardinals are one in six, or one seven, and they just look flat, maybe Kyler doesn't come back this year. I think Kyler's coming back to play for this team, and I'm fascinated to see how they look. So. So I heard about this um, from one of the fantasy podcasts I listened to. Um, so the head coach of the yeah. Cardinals mentioned that they might have him because with the pop, because Murray's on the pop, and with the pop, you still have 21 days in order to be an activated player. So they might just stretch it out for the whole seven weeks, and then from there. No, have him play in week eight. Hey, that is uh, that. So, I will be seeing the GM of the Arizona Cardinals at least half the season. Be the GM for the Jets just to find a quarterback out of the middle of nowhere that can make choices and do things from time to time. Tennessee, they signed him off the street because they were like Malik Willis. Malik Willis looks horrible. Who was Dobbs with we need to sign year, someone it, um, that literally has never Colts. picked up the playbook and have him start this week, which, by the way, Robert yeah. Sala, take notes. You can do that. Trevor Simeon, <laughs> Trevor Simeon can still play on Sunday Night Football. You just have to open up your mind to that situation. <laughs> and Josh Dobbs, I think he played on like a Thursday hey. night, so we had even less time. And he played well. I think they like won the game. Like they kind of faded down the stretch because everyone else was hurt, but Josh. He played well. The guy's a fighter. The guy's a fighter. I mean, he barely beat App State in college. I I went to App State for those of you who don't know, and they played Tennessee when Tennessee was very highly ranked in uh, Josh Dobbs' last year there, and they won in like double overtime, and Josh Dobbs had a fumble in overtime that if App had just picked it up, they would have won the game. But Dobbs found a way to pick it up himself and walk into the end zone. And so I've always kind of had a love-hate relationship with Dobbs. But he's playing well. Certainly looked better than Dak Prescott out there. Uh, Dak has been unimpressive so far this season outside of the Jets game, which is so weird. And that's by far the yeah, best man. defense oh. that they've played. Maybe the Cowboys just play up to their talent. Or, or play up to the uh, opposition. I I don't know. Um, either way, it's strange. 
And my takeaway from this game was more maybe we can just never trust the Cowboys than anything else because this always seems to happen. And then Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL, which is a huge loss. And it's not even a loss that really, I don't want to say mattered in this game, but the Cardinals don't have like a number one receiver that you're like, all right, we got to line up against him. They don't have that. I mean, Hollywood Brown, that's not really not really the guy. But like Terry McLaurin, yeah, AJ like, Brown, like, you get in the playoffs, someone like Debo Samuel. What? I do love him though. I, I mean, Stephon Gilmore is there, but having Stephon Gilmore at the age that he's at as your number two guy, it's kind of what you want. He's a really strong number two corner. That doesn't have to hang with the AJ Brown to the world, but now he does. And now you're going to have what Jordan Lewis or Deron Bland on Devontae Smith, and you feel a lot less confident in them in that role than you did in the depth role or the nickel role that they were in before. So it's 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 a bigger injury than people might think, just because they have talent. So here's one. So I'm one thing that I was interested in. I'm looking through their play-by-play on ESPN. Is that majority of their drives were decently linked too for the Cowboys? It just they didn't really capitalize. No, like the first one went through and out, and which does suck. But they went ten plays for forty-four yards. They get got three points out of that one. Thirteen plays. Got the touchdown. Six plays, okay. Punted, though. And then, end the quarter. So, we had, what, four possessions the first first half? And then, again, you know, field goal after 13 plays. Eight plays, down on downs. 12 plays, another field goal. And then, 13 plays, they lost with the, with the interception. Like, because one thing that, that was... I was intrigued by that. Like they couldn't get it in the end zone. They only half. had one touchdown all game. They kicked three right. field goals. But they still couldn't get it done when it actually came to scoring. Yeah. And that's kind of something that showed a little bit against the Jets, too, because they went in the red zone and aspect that, that awful roughing the passer penalty that should have never been called. There was a lot of Brandon Aubrey in that game. And he's been kicking a lot of field goals for them. Now, not as much against the Giants because they got a lot of defense and special teams help, but I'm 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 curious as to uh, Dak Prescott and moving forward, what what the pass game? Because Ceedee Lamb had less than sixty yards. Brandon Cooks has really yet to get going for Dallas so far. Their def their their offensive line's been uh their offensive line's been solid, but they've been injured a lot. And they haven't played, apart from the Jets, who I still can't figure out why the Jets can't get pressure on anybody except for Josh Allen. Um, They haven't played, like the Cardinals don't have any big threats defensively. How are they going to do against Judon and the Patriots? And then the 49ers will be a huge test for them on Sunday Night Football in a few weeks. Um, I, I don't see them... Take on the 49ers. And it's a road game. I think the 49ers. Yeah, I think the 49ers will win that game. They play the next five games for them are Patriots at 49ers, at Chargers versus Rams, at Eagles. Mm. Yeah. So they can pick up two, maybe even three losses in that stretch. The Cowboys' stock might be sinking a little bit. Maybe we're just overreacting to one week, a disappointing game. But it was a very disappointing game because they were two touchdown favorites on the road and went and went ahead and lost that game by double digits. Um, that's that. That's all I have to say about week three. Yeah, there's definitely a. Yeah, that Monday night doubleheader was just yeah, nothing really much. Like the only games we didn't mention, Eagles they did their job against the Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers, 
Lions looked good, man. And another yeah. week of me saying Desmond Ritter's just not like the guy Lions, in Atlanta. I'll say that he's just not. They're gonna be, they're gonna be looking for. I think they go to Taylor Heineke before too long. Yeah, and I think no, Taylor Heineke will be solid. Well, that's their back, their backup. So. Then we have the. Ah, uh, I think the Saints. And the Saints joking. That was that it was one. A that strange was really game. Big storyline too, because you should be able to hold on to that lead. I know. I know. Carr got hurt. I, I yeah. get that, but like, still, like, I can't up seventeen, and you give up. I can't get a read on Jordan Love just yet. I want to love no. him, and without an error, an error, no pun intended. Packers team, but too. he's very <laughs> inaccurate. He's just like a hair away on a lot of these touch passes that he's <laughs> trying to make down the field, and sometimes that gets fixed, sometimes it doesn't. And I, I, I'm curious to see where we're at six, seven, eight weeks from now. Yeah, that Thursday night game is going to be very fun. I'm excited to watch that. Although I think the Lions win. I think the Lions be a good matchup the, for that. I think the Lions be a good matchup yeah, for that. The Lions are definitely my pick That's in the NFC South, and I've been high on them in that I think they're NFC a South favorite right role for quite a while now. I'm buying all the Lions stock. That's true. North. North, not south. <laughs> but yeah, it's been um the thing is like with love is like you play the Bears the first game, which you're not really passing much. They are like the Bears were being crappy. The Falcons game was Falcons D might be something, at least in my opinion they do. And then you have a Saints D, which is good. So I think the Lions yeah, I'm, and then the Raiders are good matches. One of the quarterbacks that good love is. I'm watching with a closer eye this year because we know so little about him, even though he's been in the league for four years. He obviously hasn't had the chance to play, mm -hmm. and a lot of these guys he's throwing to are much younger guys as well. So the Packers, Packers are a fun team right now. They have a good offensive line. They have solid defensive players. It's a matter of if this team that is so young and full of an experience, they're successful right now, do they hit that wall? That comes for a lot of these teams with younger guys that, you know, they get off to a hot start, and then they just kind of fade away. And then they learn how to win year two, year three. Mm -hmm. so. all right well i think yeah. that's gonna about wrap it up for the weekly recess guys another fun week talking about football i'm looking forward to seeing what week four Absolutely. gives us to talk about i would love to talk about a spicy jets chiefs jets upset on sunday night football taylor swift leaving <laughs> metlife stadium in tears that would be just wow that'd be beautiful so, so let's before yeah. we close out, Mitchell. What do you think? What game next week do you think has the highest chance of being a big upset? I, a big upset? Okay, define big upset. What we saw this this past oh, week. So you're saying uh, like a, you know, with a, the Broncos, like a touchdown plus underdog winning? Okay, yeah. yeah so let's go with that. there is only there are only three games. So far this week with touchdown plus that's the Eagles are eight point favorites against the commanders in Philly. The Niners are 14 point home favorites to the Cardinals. And the Chiefs are nine oh. and a half point road favorites against the Jets of those three. I'm seeing Cowboys minus six and a half. But you have Patriots, either Cowboys way. too. Of Cowboys those, part of me really wants to say yeah. Chiefs Jets, just because it's a home game yeah. for the Jets, and the defense 
you know, maybe if the Jets can run the ball against Kansas City, which Detroit ran the ball on Kansas City in week one. That's something that they were able to do. So if the Jets can run the ball, maybe they'll be in that game. Okay. But the Commanders, if they can if they can maybe force some turnovers on Jalen Hurts, he he's had a I haven't been impressed with Hurts so far this year. He can be had. They're three and zero, which is what matters. They've got a fantastic offensive line, and the defense, especially that defensive front, is very good. And I think, you know what? And no, I can't take that. The Sam Howell's going to get murdered that game. No, I, 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 I have to. It would be the Jets that I would take in that situation because Sam Howell might get sacked thirty six times. I know they won't cover, but I think Arizona will keep it close. Mm-hmm. It would not at this point. It would not shock me because of the fact that they've been technically in what every game <laughs> so far. Obviously, week one. Yeah, they, they lost four against the Commies, uh, the Commanders. For those who don't know, my other game for that. Um, so they lost four against the Commies. They blew it against the Giants, but they still like put up points, and they still have put up points against the Cowboys. I think that they can keep this game close against the 49ers. It's good, they're going to lose by, like, I think they'll lose by five. But I, it is. I would I think they cover the spread. But San Francisco also had that Thursday night game, so they have some extra rest. a lot of points. Well, we have until next time. And we do. I'm interested well, to see how we shall see for plays that. out. Hopefully the Jets can have some, can make have some upset, sign. That would be a season-changing win if Zach Wilson can uh, just perform like a average NFL quarterback and the Jets beat the Chiefs. You all your goals are right back where they all all your reasonable goals with Zach Wilson as your quarterback. That once Rodgers went down, it's like, well, maybe if he can play like this, they can still make the playoffs. You beat the Chiefs and you see that kind of performance, you're good to go. That being said, I think Trevor Simeon's playing in Denver next week. So we'll uh I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. All right. Well, <laughs> for Connor Vandermark and Tommy Grant, I'm Mitchell Lee signing off. Have a fantastic week four watching the NFL and you've been listening to uh, the Jersey nerds weekly recess. Have a good night. See ya.